0: Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues from dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out. Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work.
1: Welcome, Scott and Tammy, to Become More Studios. (laughs) Good evening, Carmen. How are you? I'm great. Good.
0: I don't even know how to respond. Nothing new to respond.
2: I know. Carmen, she starts with all of this enthusiasm and excitement, and we're like just giggling every single time,
1: because you are just so
2: happy to be here.
1: I am so happy to be here. I love And I always learn something.
2: Yeah. And we sometimes do, too. (laughs)
1: So, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about people who are changing jobs and what the due diligence is that they can and should do to make sure that it's a good fit. This week, I wanted to look at the opposite side of that and say, Scott and Tammy, what is the worst hire you've ever made? And what did you learn from it? <laughs>
0: Is this like the spill your guts or fill your guts?
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, Scott, do you think they'll know who we're talking about?
0: Oh, I don't know. I wasn't going to say a name.
2: I'm not going to say a name either, but as we go through it.
0: Any listeners, if you want to know a name, just email me. I'll tell you.
1: Oh, Scott Bergmeier. (laughs) He will not. I mean, it might not be the right name, but he will send you a name. I will absolutely send you a name. It might be yours. Whoever is actually asked, it's like, you're right. Yeah, let's just call this person Carmen. No, let's call them Rubble Stiltskin. Francesca,
2: we'll call them Francesca. Though Our Francesca won't appreciate that. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, Scott, so are you going to go with something from your history, you know, before become more group, or are you going to go with a recent
0: mistake? Well, the question was ever. So I think ever. it's ever. what whatever it is.
2: Okay. So I have an ever, but I'm going to make you go first.
0: To me, the, the person I hired and in my mind at the time it was the right hire. Okay. And then fast forward, they weren't working out and we got to offboard them was a fantastic, wonderful experience to have, you know. He's being
1: sarcastic.
0: (laughs) And part of it was I knew the person before. So it's like it's also a known entity. For me, the learning lesson was more about the person wasn't the right fit for the organization and the culture. It wasn't even a job fit problem. It was a they actually did good work. It was they really weren't aligned with what we needed to do. And that to me was a, oh, I now need to start to think about not only can they do the job and do they fit with the team and do they fit with what we're trying to accomplish directionally? Do they fit in the culture today? And do I think they're going to fit in the culture of where we're trying to go? If I really would have thought of that, I wouldn't have put him in that role.
2: You know, Scott, I think about sometimes organizations, if they are growing, organizations, if they are becoming more, means that we're seeing continual transformation. There are individuals who, one, don't like continual transformation. It makes them uncomfortable. Therefore, they end up being resistant. But the other piece of that is, is when you have a vision for the future, but you're hiring for today, if that person can't make the journey with you, then you end up in this really painful place where, you know, they were good for a time or, you know, a time period. However, you outgrow them. It is so painful when you are growing and the people that you have known and relied on and those types of things don't grow with you. And so, Scott, that's when you're telling your story, that's what I think about. It's like, well, great. They worked out for 12 months. But at 16 months, they were no longer the right person. So not hiring for today, but hiring for where you're going, I think, is a critical mistake. And I think you've made the mistake. And I think I've made that mistake in hiring.
0: Well, it doesn't do anyone a service short or long term. You know, it was great because, you know, as they were off boarded, they got severance and they got a number of things. So I I feel good that they, you know, they were able to make a reasonable transition. It still is yucky. Every now and again, I see them. It's awkward because it's like, oh, that relationship. Not that it was this big, wonderful relationship before. There is zero relationship now.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've terminated some folks where they actually were happy about it because we were in the wrong place. However, this thing where like for a while it worked and then it didn't, and they didn't change. We did. Most of the time, folks don't understand that spot. Okay. We have an organization that just made a decision to take someone out of position because they wanted to grow that area and they didn't think the person in that role was able to kind of step up and into that. And they actually loved the human being and the human being had been doing solid work. They just didn't believe that they could make that transition to that next level in the organization. They weren't ready and they needed someone now. I've watched everyone in that feel bad about it. And the person that's not there anymore, they don't understand it. Everything was going well. What do you mean? And so I think that one is really uncomfortable, especially for the person that's not going to be there anymore, but it's still uncomfortable for those of us who made the decision, because honestly, we can't help them understand it. It doesn't make sense to that person at that moment and maybe not ever. So mine is a little different. You know, those people in your life that you try to help, sometimes they're family members, Sometimes they're friends of friends. Sometimes it's someone that you meet in an interview and you kind of think they just need a leg up. They just need an opportunity. Every time I hire a friend or a friend of a friend or someone that seems to be a little bit down on their luck, 100% of the time. It hasn't worked out for me. And I think it's not necessarily because the person's down on their luck. I'm not sure that it is because I know them or somebody else knows them. It's because I don't go through the rigor of the interview. I don't go through the process of really determining if this is a good choice for this human being and if it's a good choice for our organization. I kind of bypass that and let my emotions just go, okay. You know, just, just trust this person who's recommending them or just, you know, I know this person well enough to know that they have a good heart and we'll make it work. And so I don't go through this process of what is the work? How are they going to spend their time? Do they match that? Is that the kind of stuff that actually is a good fit for them as a human being? When I look out into the future, where do I see this job going? Is this person have kind of the tenacity and the drive and the desire to actually go in that? Or are they someone that actually just kind of would be really happy with status quo? I don't ask all those questions. I don't go through that. I actually go, Oh, all right, let's give it a try. The problem with saying let's give it a try is there's no evidence to say that there's a good chance of success. That is the mistake that I have made. I started making it early in my career I have repeated that mistake in every generation where I have been in a place where I hire. And I still have a tendency to make that call because I'm listening to the soft, sweet emotion side of me where I care about people and relationships. And I'm not thinking about and paying attention to the business side of me that says every hire is that important. And I have to tell myself that because. I am more relationship based than I am, quote unquote, you know, get things done, results based. I oftentimes put people first. When I do that and I'm not thinking about the requirements of the job, in all honesty, I'm not thinking about that person in a way that I should be. I should be thinking about can they be successful? Do they want to be successful? Is this a place where actually they can thrive? And instead, I'm thinking, oh, I need to be nice. And that's always, always, always a bad reason to hire someone.
0: It really comes down to when you make those decisions. I mean, if you think about both in both of these examples, we made a decision without really taking the time to think about the full picture of the requirements for the person, the organization, the team. What might be nice is if someone was just to follow us around all the time with a dog shot collar. And every time you think, Hey, let's just fast track this. Hey, let's just skip over this step. We, we just get shocked.
2: Well, honestly, oftentimes it's laziness. We like Expediency, we got to get it done. We right? want
0: to take the easy button and we, we, don't, we don't take the time to think it through.
2: Scott, you're right. It's the easy button. It's the path of, la- of least resistance. It is robbing Peter to pay Paul.
0: Well, it's thinking, oh, this is easier and I don't have to have a difficult conversation. When really it's just delaying the different, difficult conversation until later.
2: Well, and that decision, that next decision of having them not be with the organization is a heck of a lot more painful than slowing down and doing your due diligence. I mean, in all honesty, I think most hiring mistakes come from, I need someone now, or I'm just going to do this fast, or you know, this position has been open for X, Y, Z, and that's too long. So let's just, and anytime you hear those qualifying words, that should be, red light, red light, stop sign. But it's not. Even for us, we just keep going ahead. And then later on, we have to make this tough call, take care of this person that we probably shouldn't have hired in the first place. And it was our fault for hiring them, which is why we have severance packages. So we have to pay that money out. We have to go through the entire process again and hopefully do it better the second time. But what a waste of time, effort, and energy. And then think about that poor individual who said no to other jobs to come and work for us. They too, their life is disrupted because we didn't do our work.
1: Yeah, this is a good, I'm remembering one of my own not so great hires that was a pretty technical job. And this person was doing the job elsewhere in the organization and her job there was going to be eliminated And I had the chance to absorb who seemed to have the technical skill. And I did not give them the technical test that I always give candidates. It was like, oh, and I knew that person. And they brought a lot of really great things to our team. And ultimately, their weak skills also kind of drove a wedge into the team. I will say I was lucky enough that I was in a big enough organization um, that this person identified another job she was interested in and it was a better fit and, you know, like moved on. But to your point, exactly like cutting corners is usually a recipe for not success. Disaster,
2: honestly. And, you know, Carmen, one of the things that we talk about in terms of building trust is if someone is competent, they do their job well, then we start to trust, right? But when someone can't do their job well, that is a place where trust is eroded. And so it is not unusual. And if we if we look at my situation, truly, it wasn't even that they weren't good human beings, you know, it was actually a competence issue that given them a chance, right? And the fact of the matter is, is that- They have to be able to do the job, and then they have to be able to fit the culture and the team that they're working with. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free
0: to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box, and be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.